Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. We are on week two of a series called The Biggest Kingdom Leadership Requirement. And so if you missed uh, last week's introductory episode, I'd love you to go back and have a look at that. And uh, remember our key verse. This is what we're talking about from Acts chapter 3. I mean, Acts chapter 6 verses 3 and 4. It says, Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the Word. In other words, in the early church, when they went looking for leaders, the number one criteria they looked for is look for men and women full of the Holy Spirit. Remember, wisdom is then the application of uh, fullness of the Spirit into our daily decisions and daily life. And that's been the challenge for me. I love talking about leadership, but maybe we should talk more about living lives full of the Holy Spirit. Because the big idea is the more full of the Holy Spirit we are, the better leaders we will be. Let me say that again. This is the big idea. The more full of the Holy Spirit we are, the greater our leadership ability will be. And so what I'm going to do over the next uh, couple of weeks now is look very practically, trying to look at my own life, and uh, as I've been discussing with other leaders, how do we intentionally live lives more full of the Holy Spirit? In other words, could we design our lifestyle around some basic habits to ensure that we continuously live more and more full of the Holy Spirit? Because the more full of the Holy Spirit, the better our leadership ability will be. And so I'm going to kick off this week. First habit I want to look at is simply the habit of, of private worship. We're talking about personal surrender here. Private worship. Are you a worshiper in private? Now, I've been a bit concerned lately as... I've been looking at our church Sunday mornings during our time of singing and celebration. I, I look around and, and it's been concerning to note, especially among the men, how many men are just standing there, not, not singing, not uh, engaged in worship, just kind of standing there, I suppose, waiting for the preach to start. And, and that's concerning. It's almost as if sometimes we think singing as well, singing is for ladies or singing is for kids. Singing is not a man's kind of thing. Well, that's not what the Bible says at all. In fact, the Lord commands us in Scripture, to sing to the Lord. In, uh, in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 and 19, it says, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. That's what we're talking about. And then he carries on. He says, Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. There it is. It's commanded. Sing and make music from your heart. Not even just giving lip service to whatever's on the screen, but sing from your heart. There's something biblical and powerful and something that helps fill us with the Holy Spirit when we live lives singing, worshiping from our hearts to the Lord. Now, I know that worship is much bigger than just singing. And yet, a lifestyle of intentional singing and worshiping the Lord, I believe, goes a long way to help us walking more full of the Holy Spirit. Singing to the Lord is biblical and powerful. Psalm 147 verse 7 says, Sing to the Lord with grateful praise. Make music to our God on the harp. Now remember, this is David. The giant slayer was also a harp player. And that's important to remember. Sometimes we want to be rah, 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 amen. Yeah, that's good. But are you also a private worshiper? Are you someone who can worship the Lord from your heart in song? Because I think that was David's great strength. He wasn't strong in himself. He knew how to draw strength from the Lord. And one of the secrets to being a giant slayer is also to be a harp player. Someone who can make music and sing and enjoy the presence of the Lord. Ah, rejoicing, and this is something I've learned, rejoicing is a discipline more than an emotion. In fact, in Philippians 3 verse 1, Paul said this to the church. He said, further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It's no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it's a safeguard for you. I love that. Rejoice. 
rejoicing in the Lord. It's a safeguard for our lives. And it's something I learned years ago. Rejoicing for me is more of a discipline than an emotion. Thanksgiving is when we overflow with joy and we want to just say, thank you, Lord. But rejoicing is like refilling your car. You refill your car when it's empty, not full. You rejoice when you're empty of joy, not full. It's a discipline of learning to worship the Lord from a place of emptiness and a place of weakness to a place of strength. What about sometimes you just, you just don't feel like, I don't feel like worshiping the Lord. I don't feel like praising. Those are the exact times when we learn what it means in Hebrews 13 verse 15. It says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. Don't you love that? This is a sacrifice God is looking for, a sacrifice of praise where you're not feeling it emotionally. And now you're praising by faith. You're praising in the goodness of God's character and nature. Not the goodness of whatever circumstance or feeling you might be going through at that moment. Now, for me, just at a personal level, this, this is powerful for me because I'm not the natural singer and worshiper, as I've said many times. I like listening to podcasts or preaching in my car, and that's what my focus has been. And yet I've learned this discipline. If I want to be more full of the Holy Spirit, then I need to engage, connect with God and worship more. In fact, there was a, a time a couple of years ago where I went through a difficult season of discouragement, which was kind of heading to depression. And I felt God challenged me with this exact discipline, almost as if you went to a doctor and he prescribed you some tablets and he says, take these three times a day. I felt God nudging me to say, I want you to learn this discipline of rejoicing. Take worship three times a day until you better. And literally, that's what it was like. I loaded up my phone with a whole lot of worship songs. And, and while I was in the car, wherever I was, three times a day, put on that worship music and learn the discipline of rejoicing and worshiping God, even when you're not feeling it. And that rejoicing, that worshiping the Lord broke that spirit of heaviness and brought freedom. And, and I want to challenge you in exactly that same way. A couple of practical things. Like I said, turn your phone into an instrument of worship. You can load it up with some great music. Look at your lifestyle style and find your worship spot. Is it your car? Is it devotion time? Is it while you cook, exercise? Where is your devotion spot that you can use an existing part of your lifestyle and turn it into your worship moment? Change your perspective from worship as thanksgiving to a sacrifice of praise. So here are a couple of questions I'd love to leave you with. Number one, would you describe yourself as a worshiper? Why or why not? Take a moment to ponder that because great leaders are full of the Holy Spirit, which means we worshipers of God. Number two, where can you add a daily time of private worship to your lifestyle? I'd love you to think about your current habits in your lifestyle. Is it morning devotion while you're driving your car, while you're exercising? For me, I've adjusted. I've, I've taken my music, put it into my car. And instead of listening to podcasts in this season of my life, I'm just worshiping the Lord, building myself up. And then question number three, have you discovered the power of rejoicing as a discipline when you're feeling discouraged or defeated? Don't allow emotions to rule you. We're not led by feelings. We're led by faith. Use those moments to rejoice in the Lord until faith breaks through and fullness of the Holy Spirit comes. I hope that's helpful. This is about practical lifestyle adjustments to live full of the Holy Spirit because the more full of the Spirit, the better leaders we will be. Hope it helps. We're looking at habit number two next week. So until then, God bless and bye for now. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.